Hey everyone, happy almost September, and welcome in to more Layers. I'm Seth Mariano. I'm Jordan Smith. Yeah, and it is August the 21st, 2021, right now, Saturday night. Yep. And I just uh, got back from a graduation party of uh, one of our friends, Andrew Deacon, who is also in Artists Unlimited, as we are. And I think he's been in at least a couple more, because I know you were in Shrek. That was your first one. I know right. he was in Little Mermaid. And I'm pretty sure he was in previous ones, too, but maybe I'm just getting all my people mixed up. I don't know. I'll uh, double check with them later if I remember. Yeah. Well, next Thursday, so the coming Thursday of the next week, it will be the 101st anniversary of the 19th Amendment in our Constitution taking effect. Oh. For those who don't know, the 19th Amendment allowed women to vote in elections. That is very true. Yeah. A great revolutionary achievement for our country. And very true. Yeah. A good um, breakthrough, I guess you could say, and glad about that. And, uh, and power to you, ladies. Absolutely. Equal treatment. And so, our big topic for this one is, can a star ever be trusted again after a scandal? Right, and there's really different ways to answer the question. It really kind of depends on who's involved and what the scandal was. Yeah, and in fact, a couple or so, when I... I did my little question on Facebook to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. They said essentially the same thing you just said. It really depends on like um, you said, it depends on what the situation was, right? Yeah. What the situation was, who was involved in said scandal. Like a, one person who shall be nameless said, I think it's very dependent on the scandal. There are scandals that involve abuse but also some that involve someone discovering a dumb, insensitive joke on Twitter that was made when they were a child. There's a vast spectrum of circumstance. Right, and if somebody did something that long ago that they wouldn't do now, like, yeah, you can get frustrated with what they did back then, but if they haven't shown any signs in, like, years that they're still doing that kind of behavior, then it's hard to get upset with them now. And it's probably unfair too. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it still doesn't excuse what they did, but if they're really trying to improve, then you got to give credit where credit is due. And I actually have a really good example to start off with. Yeah, go for it. 
So when I brought this topic up with my mom, she brought this person up and it actually makes really good sense. This is a good example of somebody who was in a scandal, but then really put forth the effort to reform and they've made one of the biggest comebacks I've ever seen. And that is the actor Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, I've heard about his um, um, struggles and having a reputation for being difficult to work with. I don't really know the details of any of his incidents, but I've heard about that. Well, that may have been partially the case, but at least it might have been shortly after his acting career got started. But this was like years and years back. But uh, I do know at one point he was pulled over and they found things like cocaine in his vehicle. So he did have some drug issues. I think he went into rehab for a little while. And eventually he became who he is now and ended up being the highest paid actor ever. I think what I read was it was like around the time he hit his low point that he got the opportunity to read for the first Iron Man film. And he pretty much cleaned up his head and behaved more professionally and and things looked more up for him. Yeah, ever since that movie came out, people started to really learn his name and the type of things he could do. And then when people looked on his history before he became Iron Man... People are like, is that really the same guy? Because he, he had some major issues beforehand. But like you were saying, probably around the time that this really took off for him, he cleaned up his act, he cleaned up his behavior, and he went on to be part of a lot of great projects. And he is known by many as a really great guy now. So I think like... He's one of those examples where you can forgive somebody for scandals that they were in because you can tell now that he's tried to stay away from that. Like, it's not like he's part of, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and he's still partaking in these bad things. So, yeah, I, I, I'd say it's okay to forgive him. You really feel like he's really trying to stay with those dangerous substances and things like that. I really think he sought to redeem himself and he's done just that. All right. All right. Well, you know, at the party I just came home from, you know, I uh, talked a little bit with, um, uh, with uh, our friend Dalton Letta's mom, Chrissy and with Tyler Nursinger, also an artist unlimited Yep. About the, about this topic because we were going to do this and you know, you know, Krizzy's been following our show and she's been loving it. And thank you, Krizzy. And so uh, we talked a little about that and um, uh, she asked like, would you consider like Johnny Depp an example? I said, I uh, I said something like, I don't know why Jordan thinks he's innocent. Well, I did write down his name for this, too, because uh, the scandal he's been involved in has been actually going been going on for years. Because for a while, 
it was believed that he was abusing his now ex-wife Amber Heard. And then it kind of went quiet for a while, like not many people were talking about it. And then things started to surface where it turned out it was her who was abusing him. And this time there was a lot of evidence to back this up. And I'm not trying to like side one way or the other, but at this point it seems like his case is a lot more plausible because they've had actual evidence of uh, her injuring him in kind of gruesome ways. Uh, and there was actually audio found. I don't know if he was recording it or not, but they were talking on the phone or whatever. And she made it clear that she was like hitting him, like physically like hitting him in some ways. And she was kind of arguing with Johnny what counts as a punch and what doesn't. And she was like, oh, I like hit you or whatever, but I didn't punch you. And he's like, don't tell me what it's like to be punched. So if people see any people getting upset with Aquaman 2's production because this lady is involved, that's why. Because of this whole ordeal between the two where she has been pr pretty much admitting, along with evidence to back it up, that she had been abusing him. Have you seen any pictures or heard any of these audio clips? I have heard one of the audio clips, and this is the one I was talking about where uh, she was pretty much admitting that she was hitting him, but she was arguing over what type of hit it was. Like she was pretty much saying that it wasn't a punch, and he was saying it kind of was. Either way, she was hitting him. Uh, and then while the images were blurred, there was one that showed part of his finger having been sliced off. And then many people came forward about her behavior because one thing that was also claimed that she did was, uh, as I'll put it nicely, uh, defecated on his bed. And one of their housekeepers or whatever actually went up and saw it herself. And there was a picture taken of it. Again, also blurred out because it's a little gross. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm not really sure, but it does, it does sound like no, like your conclusion or whatever is very accurate from what I'm hearing from you. I I have thought about this and thinking back to I think I read on Wikipedia about him having an abusive relationship in the past with Winona Ryder. I'm I'm not sure if I remember reading that correctly. With who? Uh, Winona Ryder. I think, if I remember correctly, the relations that Depp abused her, I'm not, maybe that was never reported, I don't remember really accurately for certain. And I feel like I've heard, you know, people kind of smirk or comment about Depp being a show-off or him being full of himself 
Oh. I guess that may have may have influenced the allegations to some degree, if that makes sense. It's entirely possible, and I, I haven't heard one way or the other whether or not that is actually the case, but um, I do know that once more recent things started to come forward about the whole thing between him and Amber was he was sending out brief videos and such to people saying, hey, thank you for supporting me through all this. I really appreciate it. So he's at least respectful in that case, that he's taking the time to acknowledge those who are still backing him up. I don't know. He may be a total victim or or somebody may be hiding something. I really don't know. I can't really say I can make an educated guess on any of it. Uh, at most, I'd just say maybe like dig a little bit, find some info, see what you can get. Yeah, like um, one other comment I got was, in the real world, I can trust someone that's done something scandalous if I see the person has learned and grown from the experience. So I would say the public could do the same for a celebrity if remorse slash growth is evident. It sounds pretty much like you said earlier with Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think of if maybe if they have shown a new attitude, maybe don't let them work again for a while, but uh, but don't like uh, totally shut them out or kill them or anything like that either. Yeah, like if you see photos of Robert Downey Jr. when he was being arrested or in jail or whatever, and then go to clips nowadays where he's meeting fans at conventions he already looks like a completely different person. Like his interactions with some of his fellow Marvel actors, just like offset or when they're on a talk show or something are just downright hilarious. The exchanges they have. Oh yeah. And it's usually along the lines of what you'd hear from like best friends or even family members. Like th there was a good, uh, little scene I, I recommend looking this up because it's really funny uh, it was obviously scripted but it still looked like they were enjoying themselves it's where um i think they were promoting uh captain america civil war where iron man and captain america are kind of on opposite teams fighting each other but what they were doing was robert downey jr was eating a donut and uh, Elizabeth Olsen was kind of standing in the background as she watched Chris Evans, who played Captain America, approach him. And they're starting to, like, playfully threaten each other. It wasn't anything serious. And they're just kind of staring each other down. Elizabeth Olsen, she just, like, randomly screams. And you can tell they're both trying to hold their laughter. But once they start, they, they just start laughing and they can't stop. And Robert Downey Jr., he cracks a joke or two. It's like, it just feels so legit. That's something you would probably see among family members. Yep. Um, one other comment I got was, if I had to guess, I would say, oh, this was your comment, actually, on somebody else. And um, 
Mm. Yeah, you said stuff uh, that included it depends on who it was, what the scandal was, and why the scandal to begin with, you said. Right. Uh, somebody, like, I think when you were making a post asking people what they thought about this topic, somebody just said, depends, and you were asking, depends on what? And I or said, why, if I had why? to guess, right. And then I said, if I had to guess, depends on who, what, and why. Right. Thank you. Yep. All right. And, uh, you know, and I didn't really spend time really looking at specific details. You know, I've heard a bunch of stories and like seen a bunch of news about now I've got a list of celebrities, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, Chris mm -hmm. Brown, Donald Trump, Andrew Cuomo, Lori Laughlin, Lisa Kay, and Bill Hybels. I think you're amongst the people you just listed. Do you know many details about any other scandals? Maybe. Because, um, I mean, Cuomo's, for example, it was very recent. So for those of you who don't know, recently our, um, our veteran governor in New York State, Andrew Cuomo, uh, resigned the governor's position after being accused of sexual harassment as well as being well dishonest about about covid statistics in new york state yeah some people were saying that he was essential in leading the state through the whole covid thing but like something just seemed off when he was listing statistics and such and then of course, there's all these harassment allegations brought against him, and he's denying all of them. But uh, shortly after he denied them all, he resigned. So, again, something just seemed off to me when he decided to resign that quickly. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people like complain about his politics, and I probably wouldn't overall agree with them either. And then these allegations come out you think or i think it's like a double whammy right yeah. and if, so if now, you make if you make yeah, allegations like that if you make allegations like that you better be sure you're absolutely 100 percent sure because as i will talk about in a little bit there have been examples of people receiving allegations like that that weren't true and their careers were ruined because of it as a part of a school district, I'm required to, from time to time, I'm, go through some training videos on a variety of of things like like bloodborne pathogen exposure prevention and se handling sexual harassment and um, and other stuff. So, uh, one thing they have talked about in one of the um, in one of the training courses for harassment specifically is something that I think is not brought up enough when the topic of harassment in general is brought up. The idea specifically of being sure that accusations are true. The last course on that that I did talked about 
Yeah. The sort of penalty that can come when someone makes a false accusation knowingly. Right. Yeah. Because then that is usually classified as defamation. Where I stand on stuff like that is if I hear someone has been hit with allegations, I will be a little bit surprised one way or another. But then what I'll try to do is I will research it and I will try to get the best examples of evidence that I can that lean one way or another. And if it seems like one side is a lot more plausible or believable than the other, then I'll start to lean that way. And if, for example, if the people making the allegations over a long period of time never bring forth anything that backs up what they're saying, then I have less reason to believe them and will at that point pretty much side with the person who seemingly at that point has been wrongly accused. So I'll give it time and I'll do a little bit of research and if I can find anything to point one direction or another, I'll start to go that direction. I think it is like reading the Bible, you know, it's easy for us to like hear a verse by itself or hear how someone else explains it. But I think we still have a responsibility to uh, kind of do our own research or look at the context for ourselves or go through our own personal th- thought processes on it. Like um, my senior pastor has said, I can't read the Bible for you. And it's honestly like a good way to put it, too, because I feel like that's a shorter way of saying I can tell you what it says, but it's up to you, like how you react to what has been said. Like, I feel like a good pastor will like say like what the Bible says or what the message is they're trying to get across and they'll tell you what they think it means, maybe. But through all of that, the good ones won't shove it down your throat. Because if they're, like, forcing it into you, then a lot of people will kind of pull away. Because it's like, and he's speaking all these good things, but the way he's acting is kind of the opposite. So I don't know if I should believe what they're saying. Or if you're like how I've been in the past, I've just blindly gone along with the explanation and and just and just assume they were right and blindly agreed well sure and that happens with a lot of people especially if you grew up that way and for a while i was a little iffy about it because it felt like everywhere i looked it was being talked about but eventually took a moment and did the research myself, read up on some passages and stories that were written in there. It's like, you know what? Now I'm starting to really get it. Because I'm taking the time to look at it from my own personal point of view. No one's forcing me to do this. So I'm really getting something different from it now. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So, Cuomo, what to say about that? Well, I don't know. He seems like 
Uh, like he's not really proud about uh, what he has done. I'm not. I'm not sure if he, he totally accepts the idea that he did was hurtful regarding the harassment. Right. Um, maybe he never meant to do that. Maybe he thinks they were being too sensitive. The victims. I don't know. Well, it's hard to say because really, anytime I've seen pictures of him or videos of him talking or whatever, pretty much every single time. He was scowling. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him smile at all. He just always seems angry. Then, uh, like a few minutes ago, we were talking about people who were wrongfully accused and how, like I, for example, am on the fence until I hear for sure one way or the other. And a good example of that is based on a person that I've mentioned a few times now on this show, Vic Mignogna. Yep, of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he, uh, for those who don't know, he voiced Broly in the Dragon Ball franchise up until the recent Broly movie from a few years ago now. Uh, but around the time that movie came out, he was hit by allegations by other voice actors, pretty much most of which had somehow been involved with the same series. And I was kind of shocked because up to that point, I admired the guy. I thought he was talented. And I started to think about becoming a voice actor, partly due to his work. But I remained on the fence for a while because I didn't know the facts. I didn't know what was going on. But then all these allegations were made and either no proof was being brought forward or their allegations would backfire. And a good example of an allegation that turned out to be not true was one where one of the voice actors that he knew was saying that the two of them went upstairs from a convention area into a hotel room or something, and he started getting a little too friendly, as she put it, with her. But one of her friends came in, supposedly saved the day, and Vic walked out the door. But the very guy that she said walked in and stopped the whole ordeal came forward soon after and was like, that never happened. I never walked in there. I never saw that. I didn't stop anything. So when situations like that came up, it's like... Vic is starting to look a lot more truthful than most of these people. So, and then I feel like sometimes you really got to meet some of these people in person to really understand their character. And I had the opportunity to meet him back in 2019. And I will tell you, he is one of the friendliest people I have ever met that was like a celebrity or whatever because he seemed like he was paying attention to every word I was saying with great interest and then I had drawn a picture of Broly for him and he thought I was just showing it to him or whatever so he started to slide it back to me and I was saying oh it's for you he looked shocked and he asked for my autograph and he was totally legitimate about it because he gave me a pen he had me write my name on it 
I slid it back to him. He took it with him. And this was while we were in the production of Shrek. And I told him about it. And I figured it would be a long shot to tell him about Artists Unlimited and the show and ask him to come see it. Because I'm sure he was occupied. And while he did understandably decline, he still was very grateful that I brought it up. He wanted me to tell the whole cast that he wished them the best of luck. And then uh, right there, he had me say some of my lines for him just so he could get at least a little sample. And then later on, we took a picture in front of a green screen. I don't know if I have it on me. I'll see if I can find it later of uh, him and I doing like this little space battle type thing, which he laughed at. He smiled about, he thought it was fun and not too long ago through a website called cameo.com. I was able to talk to him on the phone for about a minute or two. And that's where my mom first got to speak to him. And I showed him this picture. He's like, oh, I remember that. That was so cool. And he was making some jokes. He was making us laugh. I showed him some of my drawings. He inspired me to start writing a story about them because he's like, these characters really need a story. And then we got a picture. He said goodbye. And he, he through those experiences has been one of the most legit people I know in terms of celebrities, because you can tell he really cares. He remembers a lot of his fans and he likes to make them smile, likes to make them laugh. So at this point, after all the allegations he's been getting and after seeing false evidence and meeting him in person and talking to him, I really think this is a good example of a scandal that didn't even need to happen because any allegations that have been brought forward so far have been proven to be false. I've heard it said you can't fake sincerity. And I think that might be accurate because, well, I remember like years ago when I was doing a, a project for a script writing class that I took at college, right. I had to um, kind of, interview a few people and um one of the people that i back to back talking with was a friend of my high school who had done a lot of shows on stage at school and talked about you know incorporating yourself into your character basically the idea of i i think well at least from my interpretation like well, applying like pieces or all of who you are into the role you're playing, you know? Yeah. It is hard to fake sincerity because then it's not sincere. Uh, and another kind of good example of that is like um, another person that I brought up a handful of times on the show that being Doug Walker, a.k.a. on YouTube, The Nostalgia Critic. On Channel Awesome. Yep. Uh, they went under a, a scandal 
few years ago now, I think. It, I can't remember exactly when it took place, but it was followed up with a hashtag called Change the Channel because there were people who worked at Channel Awesome that were coming forward and saying like, hey, I was treated like this or I was being harassed one way or another and these are my experiences and people were coming up with pages and pages and many people were asking, since Doug is pretty much the face of Channel Awesome, I don't think he's the CEO, but he's pretty much the face of it because of the Nostalgia Critic. People were wondering, where is he in all this? And most people were saying that he was staying silent for the most part, which to a point I understand because I know some people don't want to get caught in the crossfire. And again, this was one of those times where I tried to do some research. It was hard to say exactly where he was because, again, he wasn't saying much. But uh, the same year I met Vic, I believe, I met him. And I think this was actually it might have been shortly after this scandal really started to get serious. Uh, I met him and like Vic, he seemed very legit like he was very sincere because we started making jokes with him asking him some questions about how he does his reviews or what's his favorite moment or running joke or how he met some of the people in the crew that he works with and he was hanging on our every word to make sure he understood what we were saying and he was having a lot of fun and the peak of his sincerity for me came towards the end of when we were talking to him face to face. And th this I have brought up before where like our friend Dalton, he wanted to meet him too, but he was busy that day. So I asked Doug Walker if he would be willing to kind of make a little video, like a little shout out for Dalton so that he at least got something. And I was expecting to pay for this because usually if you take pictures with a celebrity at a convention or if you film a video asking them to say something in a certain voice or say a certain line or word or whatever, understandably, it's usually costs money. So I asked him if he can do this video for him. He ever so enthusiastically was like, oh, yeah, let's definitely do that. And we went right into it. He never asked for any money. He didn't charge us. And he just seemed really happy to do it. I don't have the video on hand because it was on my previous phone that pretty much bugged out on me. But I think there are, there might be clips of it on Facebook or whatever. And I'm pretty sure Dalton has it somewhere, or at least probably. But he was very funny. He did everything he could to come up with jokes to make Dalton laugh. And he he didn't even know what Dalton looked like. He knew nothing about him. But he still did anything he could to really make Dalton's day. And I think that is a genuine sign of legitimate sincerity. I think he did something uh, similar for Cameo once. I think uh, for Dalton's birthday, I think you did... Uh booked a cameo for, for, with uh, Ernie Sabella, the voice of uh, 
Pumbaa and the Lion King franchise. Yep. Yeah. Now yeah, him, I saw I, that. Oh, you did see it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't meet him face to face or anything, but um, I did send the request in. He responded very quickly. I sent the video to me so that I could send it to Dalton. And you could tell he was just having so much fun. And another example of something similar was uh, one of our other friends from Artists Unlimited. He was graduating from high school. So what I did for him was I sent him a shout-out video from Cameo.com from the guy who voiced LeFou in the animated Beauty and the Beast. And... I don't remember how long the video is. Usually shout-outs like that, they might last a minute, maybe two. I'm pretty sure it lasted at least close to five minutes, which was incredible because he didn't charge a lot for those. But he went on and he stayed in character pretty much the whole time, making the kid laugh. It was so great. And then after he sent it to me a day or so later, he messaged me through the website saying... Hey, I'm I'm sure you sent it to him. Did he enjoy it? I want to make sure he really, really liked it and smiled and laughed. So not only did he charge very cheap to make this video, not only did he spend many, many minutes getting way more than money's worth out of it, making this video, staying in character the entire time, but he checked later on like days later to make sure that the person that received it actually enjoyed it well that sounds nice oh yeah it was fantastic um a little bit ago i mentioned the comedian louis ck i believe he was accused of harassment and I'm not sure whether or not it was really a surprise considering the rather I don't I don't know what the accurate word is obscene very sexual nature of his real hmm yeah. I'd have to think about that one yeah now, considering like you know the like sexual nature of his stand-up material and his Mm, well, kind of mouthy vibe. At, at least that's how it feels for me. It's like you've probably heard this in sermons. Talks about when Jesus said, "What's in your heart determines what you say." I think I think it was um, pretty heavily implied throughout his career that that he will, had a pretty misogynistic attitude, and so uh, makes me think maybe he is. <laughs> Dangerous, he's got a problem, he needs help, and it's probably all true. Yeah, based on what you're saying, I could definitely understand that. And then one more example uh, that I had thought of. It, it, it's, it's a different type of scandal because it has nothing to do with harassment or technically harming other people. This is more of a sports scandal. That, that being uh, Tom Brady, 
and especially when he was on the Patriots with coach uh, Bill Belichick. Because there were many allegations brought forward about him and some of his team, if not all of it, were shown, they were shown to be cheating. And many pieces of evidence had been brought up to back this up. Like when he was using underinflated footballs to get better grip or when he was filming other people's games that he wasn't in so that they could learn from them, which is technically illegal or something like that. Those were scandals that made a lot of people lose respect for both of them. And now anytime Brady is in like the Super Bowl or whatever, so many people are saying that they're sick and tired of seeing him there, not only because it's happened a lot, but because a good chunk of the time, those wins were not legitimate. Like he shouldn't have been where he's gotten to because of all the cheating that had been involved. And especially since most of the time he wouldn't even own up to it. Like the whole underinflated football thing, he was profusely denying. Like he was saying each and every time, I didn't know this was going on, which to most people sounded like complete bull. And all he got out of it was a four game suspension for the following season, which many people thought was not nearly enough. And then one thing I saw recently for Belichick, while this technically wasn't cheating, it was more of a scandal because of how hypocritical uh, Belichick was. Because I found this video not too long ago of uh, karma in the NFL. And one example was Bill Belichick using a certain tactic while he was winning to run the clock out for the rest of the game a bit faster so that the other team has no chance of catching up. Now, while this technically wasn't cheating, it was still kind of frowned upon to a lot of people, especially if you're on the other team. But what really set this up as a scandal was that later on, I believe in the same season, somebody used the same tactic on him and he started yelling at the refs, pretty much saying, make them stop. They shouldn't be doing this. And I guess, like, I already did say one more, but the last name I did have written down because I somehow missed it initially was uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah. For time, I really enjoyed his stand-up material, I'll admit. And then as news about... Uh, the harassment case came out, or cases, if if there are multiple. I was pretty much afraid to listen to his material anymore. Well, maybe on occasion I would do it again, or have since, but I don't know if I can feel as good about him, at least for now. Yeah, before all these allegations were going forward... Sometimes my family, like my dad and I, for example, we would look up one or two routines of his. I think one of them had to do with 
him giving his kids cake in the morning and his wife was not happy about it. And these allegations came forward. And like with Vic Mignogna, for example, I was on the fence because I didn't know the facts. But then after a while, a lot of women came forward saying, hey, he did this to me as well. So it's like you, there's a good chance that with that many people saying something that at least one of them was being honest about it. And then, of course, he was convicted. He was put in prison. It didn't seem like he had much remorse for what he did, which made a lot more people unhappy. And then I believe recently he actually got let out of prison, which made people even more furious because he wasn't in there for nearly as long as people thought he should have been. And again, he still doesn't seem completely remorseful or regretful for his previous actions. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I thought about Donald Trump and um, uh, most specifically, I think, I think what stuck out in my head about him was uh, the infamous Access Hollywood video where he, uh, where he um, uh, said some questionable stuff about, you know, I can touch women anywhere I want and all this stuff. I have thought to myself that it was crazy uh, that that stuff leaked out and he showed no apology for that. And yet he still won the White House. And even... Even after that piled up, piled up with all of his insensitive comments about other people, and he still was not impeached. He was excused often, it felt. I mean, he was impeached eventually. Was he? Yeah, I think they did successfully vote to impeach him towards the end of his uh, first and only term in the office. I want to say it was well, during his last year, but I could be wrong. Well, well, I thought that they voted on it, and um, but the, the majority, and it's majority rule, majority said not guilty, and so it failed. That's what I thought. Well, what, what I thought happened, and I could very well be wrong about this at this point, but from what I remember... They voted to impeach him once, and they got it, and then apparently they voted later on to impeach him a second time, but that one failed. Um, uh, maybe. Maybe it was guilty on one count, not guilty on another, or something like that. Um, I'm Entirely not certain. Possible. I'm not certain. One thing I will say, like, I won't dive too deep into this simply because... Uh, political topics are very like hypersensitive, especially right now for people. Um, whether you're for or against Trump, most people that I talk to about him all agree on one thing, and that is the fact that he just does not know when to shut up. Uh, well, my beef with him has been he just seems like he only cares about himself. Yeah, he, he definitely has shown very prideful speak and or behavior. So I can definitely see where you get that from. I also have mentioned, have thought of well, Chris Brown because of 
I think he's been in trouble on and off multiple times over a few years or so, uh, probably starting with the infamous story of his assault on Rihanna. Right. I remember news reporting about him getting into a Twitter feud back and forth with one other celebrity who shall be nameless, though I know the name. Okay. Yeah. About um, like the other person was complaining that, uh, that he had done two songs on the Grammys or something. And they were like, I'm like, that's not cool that we act like what he did to a girl just didn't happen. And he shot back. That's just rude. Hate all you want. Feud went on for maybe another cycle or so. All right. And he's like, and his his whole argument was like, that was in the past. Let go. And he kept getting confronted about it, and naturally he would keep getting angry. So I honestly felt bad for him because it felt I felt like. Nobody would let it go, and he seemed kind of apologetic, anyway. And then, and then he's gotten into some other stories. It seems on and off. So, honestly, I'm probably teetering on the "it's not fair to him" side, but I'm not really sure how trustworthy he is. Yeah, I only currently can work off what you're saying, so I'm still on the fence about him at the moment. But uh, I know at some point I will look back on this and do a bit of research and see what I can dig up. But based on what you're telling me, if he does seem apologetic, like he's trying to do better, then people may not understandably forget what was in the past but if he's really trying to improve himself then they got to at least acknowledge that if nothing else i guess there has to be a balance like um another thing senior pastor has said god doesn't forget the fact that what you did happened but if you're repentant of it, he doesn't hold it against you anymore. Right, and that kind of makes me think of this TV show that aired at least a couple of decades ago now. It still airs now on a special channel that shows older series. Uh, this one is called MASH, which... Uh, covers like a mobile surgical hospital in Korea during said Korean War. And it, it has a lot of humorous moments, but it does take itself seriously. And what you were saying made me think of a scene where this younger soldier was trying to get home using his uh, buddies, dog tags who had recently been killed. Like he was pretty much stealing his identity so that he could go home sooner, which is not something you're supposed to do. But he talked to that hospital's priest and 
he said he still intended to go through with it, but he wanted the priest's forgiveness anyway. But the priest, whose the character's name was Father Mokehi, he pretty much said, I can't forgive you for something you have no intention of stopping. So what you were saying kind of made me think of that particular moment. So I guess it's like essentially the priest was saying, uh, you're really sorry, you just want to get off the hook and get away with it or something. Yeah, it's like you can say sorry all you want, but if you don't show any sign that you actually are sorry for what you did or you don't show any sign that you're actually trying to improve, then the forgiveness, thus the apology, can't be legit. Like, if the apology can't be legit, then the uh, forgiveness has no grounds to be used. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, so like nowadays, if people are involved in some scandal and they legitimately did something they shouldn't have, but they don't show any sign that they want to improve or something along that line, then it's hard to forgive them because they just don't seem to care. Like they just want to receive supposed forgiveness so they can feel better about what they did or feel like what they did in the past doesn't matter anymore. But if they don't try to improve, then them asking for forgiveness means nothing. I do believe that as a Christian, I am called to love everyone, but there are some people that I can't like, that I that I can only love from a distance. Or maybe I can try and help, but I probably can't get as close to them as I could maybe a lot of my family or my friends. Sure. Yeah. Kind of another thing on the call to love everybody thing. Think back to um, sort of church membership update letter that our senior pastor sent out. Um, I think it was shortly after Cuomo left office. And he said, God, Christ died for sinners like you, me, and Cuomo. And I think we should think about if we say we're believers, we should tell ourselves he died for sinners like yourself, myself, Cuomo, Tom Brady, Donald Trump, Brown, all those people that we've mentioned and have questionable pasts. I think what it boils down to is we can forgive them. But it's kind of like trust or respect. We can forgive them, but when it comes to things like trust or respect, it will take a long time for that to be restored. It's one extreme to just, in our hearts, condemn the person to the lake of fire, but it's a whole nother toxic extreme to do like... Uh, like what happened in the late 60s with the Chappaquiddick incident, and you could probably look that up, and just say, oh, it's no big deal. There's got to be, like, something in between those two. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think this has been a good talk, and maybe this provoked a lot of thoughts for y'all, and and I think maybe next week, maybe Lion King will start practice, but artists unlimited production, those of you who don't know, it might maybe next week start art practices, or maybe a little later than that, but yeah. We've been talking about going into off-season during then, so... Don't know if we'll be back again for a while, but uh, we'll we'll let you know. Yeah, I, we can probably still at least respond to people if they have questions or comments or anything, but we probably just won't make full-on episodes for a little bit. Yeah, please send in your questions, your comments, whatever. Absolutely. And... and uh, Keep up with what we've done on Facebook Podcasts. That's Google Podcasts. Sorry about that. Spotify, Anchor, and Facebook, please. Uh, well, thank you all for watching or listening, and and we'll keep you posted. And, and we are out. Thanks for streaming. Yep, take care, everybody, and we'll hopefully see you soon.